Welcome to Coming Out Stories from What Goes On Media with me, Emma Goldswell. So, this is the final part of Season 3, Meet the Parents. Next season, we'll of course be back to business as usual, speaking to LGBTQ plus people. But you know what? I've really enjoyed this season, just turning the tables and hearing from parents of gay and trans people. Let's meet our final parent then. Tracy is the proud mum to a gay son called Jake. I think Jake's always been very, very unique. He was just an instantly likeable kid. I noticed something was slightly different, but that was due to Asperger's. It was quite difficult to get a diagnosis for that because he was very intelligent and he was very aware of his differences. Mm. Growing up as a kid, he had more girlfriends than, than boyfriends. Not as in partners, as in mates. As in mates, yeah. Yeah, in primary school, there was always girls that came around for tea. But that never entered my head that he might be gay. I just, I was the kind of parent was, they, they just, they're who they are. Some people preferred having girls as friends. And you might have thought he was just very intelligent because obviously girls mature quicker and they're more intelligent as children, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, I never thought anything different of it. And he loved dressing up. And the dressing up box, it was always the, the girls' outfits he was putting on. And was that something that you encouraged, Tracy? Or did you sort of go, no, oh, no, what's going on? He used to dress up in all kinds. And yeah. it never bothered me at all. Because for me, that's a child being a child. You don't have to just play with certain things or do certain things just because you're a, you know, a particular gender. I think it's all about them exploring who they are and just being free to be a child, basically. Just do what kids do. I mean, it's so true and obvious to me, but, uh, you know, so much of the world is so binary, isn't it? And, you know, so many girls' clothes are pink and boys' clothes are blue and yeah. toys are tailored towards certain genders. But, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? I, I think things are developing now that there is more choice when it comes to choosing toys. You know, it's a lot more inclusive with ethnicity and, and gender, it's, I think it's a lot better. And I think kids are being taught a lot earlier about things as well. And was his, um, was his dad around? Was he commenting on him getting in the fancy dress box and putting frocks on or whatever? Yeah, I think then we, we just, because he's always, um, he was always a bit of a performer. He was always, he always made people laugh. So, as I say, we never entertained anything we just it was jake being jake and, and that was it his, you know his dad was fine with that because all the kids had the dress up box they were all trying all different things on or he'd come down making shows dressed in my bra and knickers <laughs> <laughs> looking back i probably should have known but <laughs> for me it was just kids being kids it was just jake and then was there a moment when you thought oh hang on there is something going on here you know maybe he is questioning his sexuality no, he actually came to me. He came to me when he, yeah, he came to me when he was about, I would say, 12 or 13. And he just said, Mum, I don't know whether I'm gay, straight or bi. And I was like, well, don't worry about it. Yeah, because like, you're quite early to start worrying about who you're going to date when you're 12 anyway. It's quite early, isn't it? But obviously, yeah. you start to have these feelings around then and you're starting to go through puberty, I guess, aren't you, at that sort of age? It didn't shock me, the conversation at all and I just said to him look I'd love you no matter what it doesn't matter what you feel or who you're attracted to as long as you don't do anything wrong and commit a crime that's fine <laughs> <laughs> so I'm quite, quite happy I just said don't worry about it you've got plenty of time just go with it and don't stress about it but part of having Asperger's 
is they're very black and white. Mm. So they they need, it either has to be that way or that way. So he wasn't happy with his own sort of confusion. He needed to know yeah. whether he was gay, straight or bi, and he yeah. needed to know. Yeah, I think he wanted me to tell him what he was. And he did, I think at the age of about 14 or 15, I think he did have a girlfriend. Hmm. And about the time he came out, she came out as well. So it, it was kind of, I suppose, a good experience for them that they had that experience together. So you mean she came out as gay? Yeah. 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 Just funny, isn't it? That does happen every now and again, you know. I think, yeah. you know, gay people just find each other, don't they? And yeah. have these little relationships. And I think the moment that I knew, he was hanging around with the group of friends I didn't really know. And he did tell me about this one lad who was gay. And I came home one day and they were just sat on the couch in the living room. And he said, oh, this is whatever his name was. And I just looked at him and I thought, yeah, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> could, you could see the chemistry between them. Really? So whether that was an experimental thing or I, I don't know what happened between them and I never asked it. But for me, that was my light bulb moment. I just looked at the two of them and I was just could feel the chemistry between them. I could see that that was, wasn't a friendship. It was something more than that. But that's good. And you must have felt pleased that he felt comfortable enough to bring him home. Yeah. Because that's quite nice as a parent to know that you've obviously created a nurturing environment enough that he yeah. would bring a boyfriend home at, at such a young age yeah well me and his dad split we were split up actually at that time we mm. split up when he was about we about 11 i think jake's the kind of person that the more time you spend with him the more himself he will be the more comfortable he is with you the more himself he will be mm. he sort of withdraws himself unless he gets to know you properly so he wouldn't openly tell anybody that he was gay and that's out of fear and judgment. And I think that got reinforced by his dad when we, we finally told him. And that was a few years down the line. I think he was only maybe about 18, 17, 18. What, and that conversation didn't go well? Not at all. Not at all. Jake was starting to sort of come out to more people and they said, look, I think you need to speak to your dad. And now his dad had never had a problem with gay men. We knew a lot of gay men and friends of ours you know, had, had a gay son. There was never an issue. Anyway, you told him and, and then I spoke to him. And the first thing he said to me was, it's just a phase. Oh. <laughs> and I just sat there and I was like, I'm telling you now, it's not a phase. I think it's weird, isn't it? I got told that as well. And I just literally don't know where this phase thing came from. Are there loads of people <sighs> that just go through phases? Because I don't know many of them. I've never experienced that. But I suppose, is it people that some people are just curious as to what it'd be like to, to explore with somebody of the same gender? I, I, I don't know, that may happen, but maybe that's what he thought. He was just exploring hmm. his emotions and his feelings and his attractions. But I just said to him, no, it's not. It, it's just not. He did move in with his dad for a while. Hmm. And he often started kicking off on him, calling him a f- and friends and and he, he quite often this this has happened so eventually he did move out but more recently i think he turned around to him and said isn't it about time you settled down with a bird and had a kid <sighs> just like well, what is this man not getting so he still thinks it's a phase by the sounds of it do you know what to be honest he's been the worst he has been the worst 
Jake put some stuff on social media with one of his boyfriends and his nephew blocked him. So that was obviously his opinion as well. Uh, my family have all been fine. My mum's been quite open because she's of a different generation. And she's just been quite open with Jake and basically said, I, I love you no matter what. You're my grandson and I love you, but I do struggle. <laughs> Which is great because she's being honest about it and she's it's not going to change her feelings towards him. But she does she does struggle with the same sex relationship. But I think that's a generational thing. And how has um, Jake coped with that? You know, with that, you know, with his grandma being okay, but not okay, but with his dad being less understanding, shall we say? I think as far as the relationship with dad goes, that's been strained for a long time. It's just, it's his dad. He loves him, and he, they keep in touch, but there's no sort of solid relationship there. Whereas with me and the kids we've got good bonds, we've got good relationships and we do things together. And But I think, I mean, something I've thought about since we, we were talking and I've said, agreed to do the podcast, I thought about how I would feel if Chloe came to me and said she was gay. Okay, yes, this is your daughter. Now, I don't know why, but I would find that slightly more difficult. Yeah, well, then my next question would be why and you've already said you don't know. I, I, I can't give you an answer. I just can't. I, how many children have you got? Two. So two out of two. Is that is that the issue? Do you think 100% of uh, having homosexual children would be too much? No, because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but I think I would find it slightly more difficult. I, I don't know whether it's because, because it's female and I'm female. I, I don't mm. know. I, I just mm. couldn't answer the question. I wouldn't say it would bother me, but I think I would find it slightly more difficult to get my head round, I think. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Or so, whether it you... might be like a jealousy thing, another woman taking me daughter away from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Because you're obviously, you know, you're, you're all for equality and you love your children no matter yeah, what. Absolutely. So it's not that you're homophobic. So yeah, there's something going on there, isn't there? Yeah. It, yeah it, it's just weird. It was, I was thinking about it and I thought, because we did, I remember having a conversation a few years ago and she did come home and said, oh, I think I'm by mum, and Jake was there. And we were sat on the couch, and I was like, oh, God. And Jake was like, Chloe, do you like a minge? And she went, eee. He said, well, you're not gay then, are you? Oh, what a great conversation to be listening to amongst your children. <laughs> I just walked upstairs and went, why? <laughs> why me? Why is this happening to me? Well, I tell you what, do go back and listen to um, a couple of our previous podcasts because we've got two mothers who have two gay children. They've, yeah. they've got a gay uh, son and a gay daughter. So that's two two of the previous podcasts. It's something that I want to explore. As I say, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all because she's my baby and, and, and that's it. But I think I would feel slightly more uncomfortable with it. Maybe that's because it's a gender thing because we're, we're all female. I don't know. I, mean, I just don't know. Well, you're being honest, which is good, you know, and it's something to explore. And it's something you might have to explore then if she's already <laughs> hinted that she might be bisexual. You might have to go there, mightn't you, and support both of them. So, But what does she think of her brother being gay? What was what was the reaction there? She's fine. She's she's a brilliant kid. She's, she's just... It's just a brother. It's just... That's who he is. She's very protective. And if there's any 
protective of anybody with a learning difficulty and protective over anybody who's gay. Hmm. So if she's near any animosity towards any of those groups, any person, she, she wouldn't see any person in trouble. She, she'd protect anyone. But particularly with those groups, she will just be straight there and say, back off. She's very, very, very protective. Quite right. And how's Jake getting on then? So you mentioned a few boyfriends. Is he? Is he? Well, he's yeah. still quite young though, isn't he? So he's not settled down yeah. or married yet, is he? No, we've had a few boyfriends. We had this conversation the other night actually because he's got a type. He likes to go for quite flamboyant men, even though he's completely the opposite end. He's like a typical sort of North Face teenager. I've never heard that expression before, an or- a North Face teenager, but I can imagine what you mean, yes. Yeah, so there's literally like the North Face black hoodies and the trackies and, yeah. um, and he just goes for really flamboyant characters. But I think the difficulty for him is the learning difficulty on top of that as well, because okay. I think emotionally he struggles with relationships. I think that's why he doesn't hold relationships down. Maybe. I mean, he's still young, though, isn't he? So there's still plenty of time for him. I think he's happy just playing the field, to be honest. Yeah. If you're a 21-year-old gay man, you've got to go out there and live your life, haven't you? Yeah. But it's it's quite funny because we were talking about the stereotypes and he really struggles to get into gay bars because of the way that he looks. Ah, because he looks like your average Scouse teenager. He doesn't look yeah. like, you know, a gay because man. Not, yeah, it goes back to the stereotypes, though, again, doesn't yeah. it? If you're not camp, if you're not a particular-looking way, then, you know, you've got to stop from going in a gay bar. Oh, listen, mate, this bar's not for you. you know, listen, mate, a bath for the other team. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally imagine it. He said, what do I need for my ID that says I'm gay on it? <laughs> yeah, he needs his gay stripes, doesn't he, on his, on his jacket. So it just proves that it's not just straight people stereotyping gay people, gay people stereotyping. Yeah, that's a gay bar doing it. And they probably yeah, they might yeah. have straight door stuff, but I mean, the whole thing is ludicrous, but it happens all over the world, that. No, absolutely. It's But the way he tells stories, it's so funny the way he comes out with it. It's just, it just makes me laugh. He said, I wouldn't mind, Mum, but my two straight mates start knacking each other and me like them in. <laughs> You shouldn't have to do, should you? Ridiculous. Oh, my word. So has he got a job? Is he out at work? Is he? he yeah, so he's just, he's just got a part-time job at the moment um, in the supermarket, but he's about to change jobs to a better full-time job, oh, fab. which I think will benefit him a lot more, occupy his mind a little bit. But, yeah, he's, he's doing amazingly. He laughs at me because I'm the one that's going to all the pride and getting involved with all the LGBTQ things. He thinks it's hysterical. Because he's not getting as involved, you were telling me, which is interesting. No, he won't write on any forms that he's gay. He he won't be open about it unless he's comfortable with you. So he's unlikely to be out at work then, is he really? Unless he's got good friends. I think people in work know because he's been there for a while and he's happy for them to know but I think if he doesn't know people where he lives it, it's like self-contained flats like the shared kitchen mm. and they're all very men's men mm. and we had a situation where uh, one of Jake's boyfriends had come round and he was very flamboyant and Jake overheard one of the guys from upstairs talking to his mate saying oh I'm going to twat that gay mate to Jake's 
and slagging gays off and, and Jake was obviously really disturbed by it. So the thing is with, with having Asperger's, he couldn't comprehend why people in 2021 had that attitude well, he, and he was frightened as well yeah. that of what they were going to do. And I think that's one of the reasons why he won't come out because he's scared and he doesn't like to be affectionate in public either because he's terrified. That's terrible, isn't it? That's really, really sad. And do you yeah. think he, he had bullying at school as well? Do you think that sort of added to it? Do you think there was any of that going yeah, on? Because because he was a really, really popular kid. He was funny and and everyone liked him. He had loads of friends. I don't think he had any major issues. I mean, normal, normal kids falling out yeah. and winding each other up. It, it's always going to happen. But I think it's, it's more issues as he's got older. I think trying to explore his feelings of being a gay man and also having a learning difficulty, it's, mm. it's kind of having two battles in, in one. And it's sad, isn't it? Because, um, you know, he's, he's made that very valid point. You know, why does anyone care and why are people homophobic in, you know, 2021, yeah. 2022, even, yeah. in, you know, 10 years time, there'll still be homophobic people around. But he doesn't want to get involved in that fight, does he? He doesn't want to fight for gay no. rights or he's, go to he's the marches. He's scared, I think. And I think he's not, because he's not a fighter, he's not confrontational. And I'm very much like that. I'd, I'd rather sort of shy away from something than speak up. I mean, I'm, I'm a lot better now. I'm older. But I think he's very much like that as well. He'd rather take a step back away from it. He, I try to put it to him in a sense that no matter what era that it is, year that it is, there's always going to be people who have a particular viewpoint about something. And that is not going to change. We've become more accepting, but there are still going to be people who've got a particular view. And that's never going to change, be it racism or homophobia. or There's always going to be somebody like that. And we've seen that over the years it's becoming less, but there's still a long, long way to go to be more accepting. Absolutely. And that's a fight that you want to take up then on, on behalf of your son, isn't it, really? Because you're the one that's getting involved in all the groups. And tell us what you've been up to. Yeah, so I'm going to be involved with the Liverpool City Region Pride as part of their community panel. I'm going to the first meeting next month as community health champion. And the reason that I wanted to be involved in that is um, the work that I do, I work in community. And in the area that I work, there's very, very little for the LGBTQ community. Mm. And particularly, one one of the reasons this kind of got me started was because of the issue Jake had with the homophobia and having the learning difficulty is there was no specific mental health support for him. So there was nobody that could counsel him or could speak to him that would understand what it was like to be a gay man, but also to have a learning difficulty. So that kind of got me thinking was, we need to know what's out there. So rather than just look at a particular area, looking at a, a city region area, if we can get in to see what groups are available in different areas, have a look at um, need. And I'm going to be working with LCR Pride as well, that maybe looking at getting some questionnaires out in our area. Are there no national charities that uh, you know work with people yeah. with Asperger's who are in the LGBT community? I would have thought there would be. There, I did try and get in touch with a few different sort of bigger regional groups but trying to get something specific it was it was quite difficult I've just got this massive thing that we have this toolkit to help people in community but it's based on your average job 
So when we get something that's a little bit different that doesn't fit in, we're like, oh, what do we do here? So my thing now is, well, we shouldn't get to that point. So we should already have stuff in the box ready for when we get to that point, not looking at that person saying, well, I've got all this stuff, but it's not suitable for you. So we, and we had this when we were dealing with um, refugees and asylum seekers that don't speak our language. You sat there and you're thinking, well, what, do, what do I do? <laughs> Where yeah. do I send them on? Yeah. So that, that, this is all that's kind of got me really passionate about lesser supported groups and I won't use the word minority because I hate it oh right okay <laughs> fair enough <laughs> just I think it's derogatory I, I just think it makes people sound less important and they're not I never thought about that before, but that's great. And it's good to hear that coming from an ally, you know, because, you know, we often talk about allies on this podcast, just how important you guys really are to, to our fight and to, to our survival and to our well-being. Yeah. You know, we, I don't think we'd have got as far as a community without people like you and without our allies. You know, we need we need people like you in our community. I just think it's so important that we, we get past all this. Yeah. I think we've we've got this thing about you 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 need to fit into certain boxes well do we really have to fit into boxes why why can't you just be the person you want to be without people wanting to pull you to pieces you know you you treat a person how you want to be treated a person living their true life living their true self that's what life is about absolutely Sorry, I'm on a soapbox. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, Tracy, what would you say to other parents who might be struggling to come to terms with the, the sexuality of their child, particularly maybe somebody who's, you know, got a child who's on the spectrum, who may have Asperger's or be autistic? What would you say to them? I think you've just got to go with it, just be supportive. See, you know, if you've got other people that you can speak to, then that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, I personally felt fine with everything it it wasn't an issue for me because it was my son and I love him no matter what it's but I think and I understand for other people it might be a lot harder to deal with that and I think some people's problems might be that they feel that because they've got a learning difficulty that they're being influenced and they're not making their own mind up but I would say that unless you've got proof that there's something happening they they, they are intelligent enough to make up their own minds I think just listen to them. I think you have to put, as a parent, you've got to put your own feelings to one side. And I think it's it's hard sometimes because most parents are really protective and all they want is a particular thing for their child, you know. And I, I suppose a lot of parents have got a close view. They're expecting weddings, like straight weddings and grandkids and, and all that kind of thing. Well, it can still happen. It's just going to happen in a different way. But if it doesn't happen, well, is it the end of the world? No. Just borrow somebody else's grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Great tip. Love that. Yes, I wish I'd come out with that one when my father said that to me. What about the grandkids? Borrow someone else's. <laughs> the way I look at life is there's never a problem that can't be solved. There is always a solution. Mm. And I think that parents have to realise sometimes that the issue is them and not their children. Their children are living their true lives, but you are having the problem processing that. And do you think you'll be out on the Pride marches this summer then, Tracy? I think I've got to arrange a stall for all the community groups, I think. (laughs) Well, I think I might be. (laughs) I think you're going to be busy this summer. I kind of 
think that it's an opportunity to integrate primary care community, all, all kinds of groups really. And my, my thought was of getting like a community stand. So for us to have all different people from different organisations and leaflets and things and to show what's on offer in the community. We are trying to organise a support group in our area as well, which is very slow burning, but it is there and I'm really impatient and I want it all yesterday. Yeah, of course. <laughs> constantly pushing and pushing. I just get so frustrated because, I mean, I am a genuinely caring person and I, I care about people. And I just think that, you know, I know, um, I don't know them personally, but I know of two gay couples that are raising a child. And the, that child is the most amazing child I've ever met in my life. She is just the age, just Oh, and if I ever hear anybody say anything about same-sex parents, I just blow them stack. <laughs> Good. <laughs> just like, Quite right. So, oh, I'm sorry, but I think same-sex parents do a better bloody job than straight parents in some circumstances. We certainly don't have children by accident, that's for sure. <laughs> They're all very, very wanted, aren't they? This is, this is what I mean about... And I know it's harder for the older generation to get their head around it because that's the, the way they've been raised... But it's all about loving that child and raising that child and the straight parents that treat their kids like crap. And it's like, you can't say that a same-sex couple are not going to raise a child properly just because they're the same sex. That's absolute rubbish. I'm just going to off on one again, aren't I? (laughs) Amen to that. Right. Finally, Tracy, do you think you managed to get Jake to any uh, Pride marches this summer then? Only if he's drunk. (laughs) And screaming. I don't know what it is. He's just, he's never going to be out and proud. It's just not him. It's just not the way he wants to be. But yeah, I think I was after getting drunk to go now. Thank you to Tracy for speaking to me. Best of luck for Liverpool Pride and all of the community work that you're doing too, Tracy. And a huge thank you to all of the parents who spoke to me this season. I did think it was about time we heard these stories from their perspective and they didn't disappoint. It's been poignant, it's been moving and it's been ultimately enlightening hearing from them. And if you've enjoyed this series, please do rate us on Apple Podcasts and even give us a review if you can. It all helps. Next season, we will, of course, be back to hearing from LGBTQ plus people themselves. And because they've been having such a bloody awful time of it in the mainstream media, I really want to hear from lots of trans and non-binary people in the next series. And if you'd like to tell your story, don't be shy. Get in touch. You can tweet us at Come Out Stories. You can message us on Instagram via Coming Out Stories Pod. Or you can contact us via our website, Coming Out Stories Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Until next time then, take care, stay safe. Mwah!